Hi, Mr. Chris. Welcome to Jeff's Podcast Academy. It's so great to have you here, and uh, thank you so much for hopping on the show. So, uh, please tell a bit about yourself, and you know, how did you start your journey in this uh, field of podcasting so far? Hi, Jeffrey. Thank you for uh, inviting me. Um, I mean, I work for a, a company called Hindenburg Systems that makes tools for podcasters and radio and audiobook production, to be frank. So very much focused around any uh, audio narrative based productions. Um, so, I mean, historically, I come from a background where I've done both uh, radio and TV and uh, computer games production um, as a producer and a journalist. Um, and uh, for many years, I actually worked uh, in the computer games industry. And then I joined my co-founders here at Hindenburg in uh, 2009, 10-ish, mm -hmm. uh, where we were working on this software, which was uh, designed and dedicated for primarily at the time uh, journalists so that they could work and create audio narrative without having to have a sound engineer. Mm on their on their at their side. Um, historically, uh, you know, this was something where in radio production in particular, you always needed a, a full time sound engineer to record yeah. and, and the journalists would focus on their content. Um, so I'm coming at this from a, a kind of technical mm. uh, software provider uh, angle, I don't uh, create any podcast myself. Cool. So is it in, is it initially like you created this software for, you know, like you mentioned journalists and stuff, or is it like anywhere you thought like, you know, podcasting space also come into this uh, play also, is it like planned at first or how does it work? Well, I mean, you've got to remember that in 2008, podcasting was extremely niche. Yeah. So, so at that time there wasn't really a market or a, 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 a I mean, you could even argue there wasn't even a category of creator called a podcaster. I, mm. you know, there are a few Adam Curry and so on who, who created, uh, audio on demand products, but, mm. you know, to talk about podcasters as a, as a creative group that didn't really become a, a, a category until, you know, 2015, maybe 14, mm -hmm. 15. So uh, we started very much as a as a tool to liberate journalists from the technology. Mm. And uh, I mean, the, the impetus for creating Hindenburg was in fact, that uh, my co founder, Nick Dunkley was in Zambia, Mm -hmm. um, in 2007, 2008 and working for the Danish, uh, aid organization, they needed to create a community radio station out in the country in an area where, um, there's lots of community, mm -hmm. uh, there's lots of storytelling, but what there is not is a lot of computer literacy mm -hmm. and the challenge of finding a piece of software, which would allow uh community members with maybe two or three years of schooling to create a radio 
community tell each other stories record them broadcast them yeah. was very challenging because yeah. of the software that was around at the time was focused on you know very much a uh, full-time highly educated sound engineer working with a, a, a journalist who has experience in the field mm -hmm. um, and the idea of Hinamug was to liberate those people from that that technological chain if you like yeah. um, and and allow them to record and edit in an interface designed specifically for narrative so that they could and 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 an intuitive interface which allowed them to see the audio represented in a way that was understandable mm -hmm. and work with it um, you know yeah. we we added lots of or have you know still have obviously uh lots of uh ways where we could automate or we automate a lot of the sound engineering mm. um, because we know that we're talking about a product for narrative we're talking about people are telling a story therefore mm. we know you know intuitively people want to speak at the same volume um you know you don't want one person shouting over the other person so you know levels is an incredibly important and difficult thing to get right for a lot of people mm. Mm, you want people to be able to move audio around easily so yeah. you know a lot of the uh, editors that are around still today that are you know designs usually for primarily for music production the concept of editing audio as you would in a text editor is, is not really built into the workflow mm. um, and so those are things that we addressed and then you know lots of other tools that, that make it easy so that's that's where we're coming from and that's what we we work with this how to you know i mean i think there's a currently it's become popular to call it democratize audio or storytelling you know it sounds wonderful i yeah. i mean just like i would say liberate uh, audio storytellers from the technology hmm. um it's it's the same kind of approach Cool, cool. So, you know, I'm just curious, you know, after hearing all this, uh, you know, after seeing the website for the first time, the one doubt which I already always had is like, you know, how does this differentiate, you know, from the other audio production software? So basically the interface and everything is kind of like a little bit different uh, than what I've seen so far. Mostly, you know, this waves and audio forms that you see in other softwares is not like entirely the same as in, uh, in the Hindenburg as well. So what do you say is so, like, that differentiates uh, because you said that it removes the uh, need for a sound engineer so people can't edit and do everything then and there by themselves so what do you actually think is the main differentiation factor that uh, you know sets apart from other editors so far well i mean it it is very much what i described in the sense that the workflow design is designed mm -hmm. for audio narrative so that's a okay. very uh, intangible thing design Mm. uh how do you how do you differentiate between you know one design and the other well you sit in the car and you get in it and drive and you'll just feel that the one car is easier to drive than the other um and and you know hindenburg is, is similar it's it's designed with narrative in mind so all the functionality all the features that you are available so it's it's got um it's 
focused on showing you and giving you access to features that are relative to what you're doing. Mm. Now, if you looked at a, a complex uh, audio editor for music, for example, there's a lot of features that are absolutely of no use to you as a, as a sound, as an audio narrator. And so they just clutter up your interface, interface. they, they um, make it confusing because you have a feeling that you should know what that is and it has yeah. no value. Um, the other things are the automations like auto leveling. I mean, auto leveling is, is a very underestimated uh, uh, feature. Mm. You know, w one of the most important um, ways of making a conversation uh, open and, and two ways when you reproduce it in, in audio narrative is that you make sure that people speak equally loudly. Um, a lot of people have a hard time listening to a podcast because you know, the music comes in very loud. And yeah. then you have one speaker who's very soft and the other one who's very loud. Hmm. And if you use the traditional peak meter way of measuring audio volume, you hmm. do not actually address the problem. So Hindenburg is based on a, on a, on a you know, the loudness, uh, the, the the leveling, the auto leveling system is based on a system uh, called loudness. So, yeah, so loudness, uh, which is a, a new way of measuring volume, as we perceive it, um, you know, it gets a little technical, but mm. a peak meter just shows you what the loudest point in a at a particular time, a piece of audio is, it doesn't tell you how loud our perception of the audio is. We use a system called loudness instead of the traditional peak meter hmm. way of measuring volume. And what the big difference is that loudness measures volume over time, which is how we perceive or, uh, you know, volume. Yeah. And that's why it's so much easier to get a balanced audio uh, levels in, in Hindenburg because you have loudness doing the measuring for you and then setting the levels. It's mm -hmm. non-destructive. You can change it afterwards, but it, what it means is that all the audio you bring in is automatically equally loud. So you're starting from a point where everybody is equally important. Mm. Um, other things uh, that that differentiate us, again, because it's narrative-driven design, mm. is that you can move audio very simply around, and the automations that you've applied to an audio will follow that audio. So you can just grab a block and move it around. And if you try to compare that to how you would write in a text editor, very often when you write text, you write a piece and then you write some more and then you realize, oh, actually, I want this part of the story to be somewhere else or yeah. I need to remove something fast and, 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 and shorten it. Now that requires that you can move the audio around very, very easily. Mm. And, uh, and that's also difficult in a, in a editor pro, you know, created for, for, um, for music production. Cool. And, cool. and, and this kind of carries on in our whole design of all the, um, all the, uh, digital, uh, signal processing, like noise reduction and, mm. uh, EQ and so on. We have specialized DSP, which is particularly designed for narrative, but which would um, not necessarily be in a normal 
editor because it's not relevant for music production, which is the main focus of most other editors. Got it, got it. You know, it's really interesting, and uh, I can totally agree on the fact that the loudness that you mentioned, because I am kind of a big, but uh, you know, I'm really an example of you know how we're you know, doing that sort of thing. So, for example, sometimes I talk really fast, so I tend to you know just take it down slow, and when I take it down slow, it just the volume just reduces. And whenever I see it on my editor, I'm like, come on, man, how many times do I have to go and just do this again and again? So yeah, I guess I guess that's uh, a big like difference that you can make. Uh, you know, when it comes mm-hmm. to audio editing, I I can totally you know uh take uh, you know just agree to that. Um. Mm-hmm. So uh, the one thing that you mentioned uh, multiple times is that you know Hindenburg is mostly narrative oriented. So mm-hmm. uh, to be, I just want to get a little bit technical on your side. I mean, I'm, I may not be a big tech uh, guy here, sure. but I actually do a lot of uh, you know I'm trying to release new newsletters and trying to bring people about the technical details of the audio editing. So mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the narrative podcast, you know, a lot of people are asking me like you know they mostly start solo episodes. So you know when they're starting solo episodes. they want to make sure that you know they go on properly and all that stuff so mm-hmm. uh, what would be your advice um let's, let's just take this stuff as two separate parts so first is what would be your advice to give to the narrative podcasters or narrative storytellers or you know even audible or whatever it is people who are actually hosting their uh, books or anything any sort of narrative narration on mm-hmm. um how would you suggest, suggest them to take it process like take it process excuse me like take it forward like you know step by step um like for example you know um have a script like this or you know talk like this or you know just something something that comes to your mind on how to take the narrative stuff comes on if it would make sense if i if i may if i'm making sense yeah i mean i think uh, first of all let's differentiate between podcasters and audiobook narrators yeah. that's two very different uh, disciplines so yeah. if you are a podcaster who is um a not having any guests just a host speaking or telling a story or um uh you know um so you know i know i know a lot of of uh, of podcasts i listen to are simply storytellers who tell a story well mm. um i think the important thing has to be preparation 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 you know it's 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 I think a lot of people underestimate how important it is to prepare and to practice before you start recording mm-hmm. and how much effort that takes. Yeah. I mean, I would rather listen to a podcast that comes out every second week and know that I'm going to get a high quality production to listen to than have one every week of a lower quality. Mm-hmm. Um so I think you know if if you're a if you're making a living if you're a commercial podcaster and you can have you have the resources and time to do everything professionally and staff and so on well then it's a lot easier to do a weekly podcast but as an individual podcaster it takes a lot of work and a lot of time to get a higher quality uh, production so i mean in to my mind focusing on quality rather than quantity is one of the uh, probably the the most important things um and then you know there are lots of practical things that are important to do but you know i'm not i'm not the person to to provide all that uh, information because i don't do you know i'm not a podcast producer i haven't been for 
25 years or 30 years. So I think there are, there are more qualified people than me to talk about that. But, you know, it's training things like breath and, um, you know, you were speaking about earlier that you have a tendency to have to slow yourself down, yeah. um, but then keep the same volume. Um, these kind of things are things that you have to be conscious of, understand and aware of what you're doing, listen to your own past podcast with a critical ear or get someone, you know, to do it for you. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's that kind of focus around uh, quality that I, I always feel is, is important. Mm. Um, yeah. Awesome. So, uh, j just to follow up on that. So that's in case of podcasting. So in case of, mm -hmm. uh, audio books, like you mentioned, you said that's a big difference to it. So, uh, is yes. it the same factors or is it like different factors? Well, I mean, in, in the case of audiobooks, it's, it's similar factors. Okay. Um, the complexity of audiobook narration is that you need to um, you need to be consistent over a very long time. Hmm. So you need to, uh, you know, a, a typical book will, you know, take maybe 50 to 100 hours to record. Okay. And over that time, you have to have a consistent voice. Uh, you have to have uh, prepared things like, do you want to give each character a separate voice or are you going to have the same voice? Mm -hmm. If you're going to give each character a voice, then you have to, for example, in Hindenburg's, uh, we have a, a product called Narrator, which is specifically designed for audiobooks. There's mm -hmm. a clipboard function where you could pre-record a sample of each character's voice so that you mm -hmm. have that as a reference mm -hmm. before you record. Um, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I don't want to keep plugging our products, but what we've focused on is making that process a lot easier and faster and more efficient. So you can focus on the actual delivery rather than the technology. Mm -hmm. So in both our audiobook and our podcasting products, we have uh you know this auto level function we have a special function for equalizing you know setting mm -hmm. an eq on your voice so that it sounds consistent throughout okay. a longer period because many people don't realize for example when you get up in the morning your voice has a certain timber in the afternoon it has a, uh, has a different timber yeah and ideally you want that to match and ideally you want it to be the same but to keep that consistent over many days is very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. And so we have a, a, a feature which we call voice profiler, where you actually can take a snapshot of your ideal voice and then apply an EQ, an EQ dynamically by analyzing each separate piece of audio and comparing it to your ideal. And it would set an EQ, you know, for that rather than trying to do some sort of fixed EQ, which is not really a relevant solution. That's just an example. Um, other things that, you know, microphone technique, breath technique, yeah, uh, those are still important factors in, in both the one and the other, um, you know, making lots of notes in your 
in what you're reading so that you can remember the, the, the complexities of the story and why you're reading. That's, that's preparation that is invaluable in terms of creating a, a, a complete product. You know, if you just pick up a book and start reading, you're never going to make a good audiobook. You have to yeah. have read the book maybe twice or three times. You have to have, mm. you know, made notes as you go. You have to prepare it. And, and a lot of these things you can do in Hindenburg, um, you know, make notes at different points in chapters and make a structure and so on. And then there's some really some practical, technical things that are important. Um, for example, if you are going to deliver an, an audiobook to uh, or Audible or, or Findaway or one of the other bigger uh, distribution platforms, they have some very, very stringent technical requirements for volume levels and, mm. and, and so on, and pause lengths and structure and so on, which are all built into the way you record in, in a Hindenburg audiobook mm. narrator. Whereas if you used a, a normal audio editor, you would have to do all that on your own. So for example, you would record each chapter and you'd have to save that in a file structure that suits, that's, that's consistent with the requirements and specifications. Okay. exported uh, you know it's, it gets it gets really difficult to manage the the whole uh product if you don't have software that's holding your hand in that way but again it can be done you know there's no there's nothing you can do in hindenburg that cannot be done in a competing product it's a question of efficiency ease of use and how much you have to focus on the technical rather than the um than the the uh, content, uh, you know, I think a lot of people misunderstand the fact that we make it easy for you to work doesn't mean that Hindenburg is not complex software. It's in fact more complex than most software because we're doing a lot of work for you yeah. that you would normally have to manually be doing. Um, we just make it easy for you to use. It's like everything under the same roof, like sort of thing. Yep. Cool, cool. And you know, uh, the, one of the reasons why I was really interested in the narrative is because I interviewed an award-winning podcaster once. Uh, he's like a really big shot in the Spotify space and everything. And uh, when I asked him, he mentioned that uh, he does everything. Like for example, from start to finish, from editing and you know recording everything, he's just that by himself. So I, I, you know, when he was mentioning the whole process, I was like, I mean, how? Am I? And he also has a full-time job. And I was like, how a man can actually do everything. Mm. And it was, it was extremely uh, painful. And I think a lot of people had resources and ideas, but still, you know, they got stuck at some point. So I think in Hindenburg that way can actually help uh, them. Um, so, you know, I, I, this is just one small uh, doubt I have is that uh, there are like a lot of products in the Hindenburg itself, like, you know, like light pro and, you know, narrative. And we have talked about narrative, uh, you know, for mainly for, people in storytelling space. Uh, what are these two other products that you have, like Light and Pro? Is it like for podcasters or uh, yes. any, any? Oh, for, for yeah. So, so Narrator is, is a product that's uh, specifically made for audiobook narration mm. and production. Mm. Uh, Hindenburg uh, has uh, a Light and a Pro version of its mm. podcasting and radio production tools, which is called Hindenburg Light and Hindenburg Pro. Uh, Hindenburg Light is basically a very cheap, easy way to get started as a podcaster. 
um, and and you know you can it's a perpetual license you can use it for life um, then and, and and it has a lot of the it has all the basic features you need to get started the minute you want to start um, investing in your podcast seriously then it's it's that's when you want to use pro um it's it's really a question of you know which one what is your is it a hobby where you don't want to invest a, lo a whole lot of money in equipment because you don't even know if you like the idea yet then you need to to start with light or even mm -hmm. our trial we have a free trial um and pro is when you start saying okay i actually want to make a a, a reasonable quality product and i mm. have uh you know i need noise reduction and so on got it got it so uh you know just a couple of things before closing is that um i'm uh, when i saw the website there was one image you know where you know, a girl actually brings a mic uh to that uh dear um any particular reason why that cover image was made like any inspiring stuff that you guys did or is it like just some random thought <laughs> it's 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 a question of telling a story right in that mm -hmm. when you see that picture then or that that image you look at and you think there are so many questions that come to your mind what mm -hmm. is going on why is this and that's what we really want people to be doing is to be focusing on the questions and and you know telling the stories rather than the technology so i think mm -hmm. You know, it was our uh, creative director Nick who, who who put that together, and that was that was the focus of it. Is like when you look at that, you think of stories and not technology, and that's yeah. what uh, that's what we want you to do. Yeah, because you know I've actually seen a lot of other uh, products as well, and everywhere it, there was never like you know this natural stuff was that you know like you know a deer here and you know it, it was never that so and you know your site is kind of like pretty simple and i i really love um i'm a guy who loves designs and you know in different websites and you know i really analyze like you know what, what are they trying to mention and it, this is like it's it was pretty different it's kind of retro and you know it's kind of pretty different so it was really good i really loved it uh the, the moment i saw it oh, so <laughs> yeah that's why i wanted to I'm mention. happy to hear it we spent a lot of time on it so that's good to know <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Yep. So, uh, is uh, you know, once again, thank you so much for hopping onto the show. In case people want to find you, you know, your products, or you know, if they want to reach out to you and they want to, you know, get some details, uh, is there any place that they could actually yep. uh, come on? So it would be great to you know sure. get to know them. Absolutely. So our normal website is hindenburg.com. H-I-N-D-E-N-B-U-R-G.com. That's where you'll find all our products and a description. We've got loads of video tutorials. We do regular webinars and workshops online that you can join for free. Uh, you know, in, in the academy department, uh, you'll see. Um, and, and that's also where we have our support, you know, where you can ask any questions you have about how to use and, you know, what you need to learn. There's a 30-day trial as well, with which you can download from there. Um, Apart from that, we have a Facebook community, which you can join. Um, and obviously a Facebook page, uh, Hindenburg.com slash, uh, what's it called? Uh, Facebook.HindenburgNews.com yeah. would be. Um, and Twitter, the same, Twitter.HindenburgNews.com. Um, 
so there we we're, we're you know basically uh, also available that's so awesome to hear so guys i definitely link everything in the description below so you can definitely go and check it out and uh, uh mr chris is there anything else like you want to ask me like tables turned right now yeah i was kind of interested i saw that at least is it the seventh or eighth season you're putting your podcast out now yeah yeah it kind of is uh so just to clarify um so i kind of recorded like 120 episodes uh, so far but uh it was like previously i recorded like around 50 episode was entirely different stuff regarding podcasting so uh <laughs> some weird stuff like you know uh, i'm in love you know why does love why does <laughs> so real heartbreak stuff was there that's the motivation how i started my podcasting journey so that was mm-hmm. I, i was putting like that uh then i kind of archived those because all my listens was going there i'm like i'm a podcast relating to podcasting why does every listen is going to i am in love episode So yeah I kind of archived those so now I'm like around like 63 episodes in season 8 from season 3 to season 8 it's entirely related to podcasting and 10 episodes mm-hmm. per season so yeah Okay well well done that's uh, pretty good going very consistent that's uh, that requires a whole different level of commitment which I'm really impressed by The only okay. thing I have to get you to do is try doing the same thing in Hindenburg and see if you can sleep a few more hours a week <laughs> yeah definitely definitely i mean i'm actually going to create a solo podcast so it's in uh, my regional language tamil so i'm from india so i'm from south india so uh, i'm yeah. actually planning to start a solo one it's with a company it's an original show so uh, one of the reasons when i came across i really wanted to do this interview as like kind of like you know uh, a personal advice and also like you know for the audience as well so yeah i'll definitely explore it and uh, see how this goes definitely Well that's interesting. I I uh Tamil Nadu is one of the areas in the world that I still want to want to visit. Um wow. and uh I grew up in many places in the world so uh mm. amongst others in in Mauritius oh. where there's a quite significant Tamil yeah uh, population and so I'm quite familiar with your culture and have had you know friends from obviously I went to school with them uh, Tamil friends uh, and so it's it's one of the areas where i've always thought i should i should go and and actually visit so maybe i'll come by and uh, wow. say hello definitely wow this is a big twist this did i did not expect this wow did yeah that, you know. <laughs> yeah definitely i mean if you have a step foot in tamil nadu please just just send me a text i'll definitely come and receive you that's for sure <laughs> sounds sounds good um and then uh, kind of of the podcast you're more than welcome i can i'd be more than happy to send you a 60 day trial and a discount code so you can try it out sure uh, sure give sure me a, give me an idea of your feedback uh, of using it definitely wow that's really nice mm-hmm. definitely well this is very tempting to in order to do the full session but yeah that's awesome but uh, on a whole different note mm-hmm. also uh you know i'd be actually very happy to uh set up a a shortcut for you that you can send to your listeners yeah. that they can use to ac- to access a longer trial and a discount code yeah, um yeah. since you're talking about podcast production it's very relevant and your audience is very relevant so um after this I'll send an email uh and team you up with my uh my marketing manager who can create a link for you that you can put on your website and mm. talk about as you like in your in your podcast I would appreciate if you try it first and get a personal feeling if you like it mm-hmm. so that uh, you really feel that you can support it if you if you want to you know pass it on rather than do it 
as a as a favor I, you know yeah. I, I prefer people to have a, a genuine you know feeling that this is actually something of value when they talk about our product but i believe quite strongly that you'll find that oh cool and don't worry i'm a, i'm a brutally honest guy <laughs> i'm really straightforward so i definitely uh, always send actually you know perfect replies whenever i see a product uh, i've been using a lot of products online you know chrome extension and i always keep in touch with those customer care guys saying that you know, this is happening and this is happening so <laughs> so yeah i'll definitely do one of those those uh, attentive users we yeah. like them as long as they're giving us constructive feedback we're looking yeah. to make constructive changes of course of course awesome that's really great